Hello and welcome to episode number 397 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is February 19th, 2024. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 397. Uh, well, Slappy, mm. um, we are in a period of Lent now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that our listeners give up listening to every other podcast but ours. And uh, as a penance? <laughs> no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, because Lent is not just about giving stuff up, it's about um, doing more mm. good things like prayer and charity. And so get rid of your old, your your bad attachments, all the other podcasts, and do more of the good stuff that you should be doing, which is listening to us. And even though we only put out one podcast episode a week, since we're on episode 397, I mean, there's 40 days of Lent. And um, how many hours is, is 40 days? I don't know. Let's see. We sh- I should be able to do this in my head. Um, it's four, it's nine, 960, right? Yep. Um, divided by 397. Okay, so if you did nothing but uh, listen to our podcast, assuming each episode was an hour, which I think, is, you know, it's that's probably very conservative in the beginning we couldn't get past 15 minutes but we have a lot of two-hour conversations and uh, i don't know if you hear that in the background but the timer went off i am i did a lot of cooking this weekend and i am doing some pressure canning to preserve uh, some chili and pizzole i made so let me go shut that off so slappy continue with whatever thought i was going with uh, sure, I wasn't listening. Because I'm not uh, editing this and taking out this. De- if you leave dead space, it's that's staying dead there. Dead space. Okay, so today is for today's show prep. <clears throat> about we're about two and a half minutes in, so about two minutes and forty seconds ago, I say to Rallo, "What do you want to talk about today?" And he says, two of the worst things in the world because they've really been bothering me." And then hit record. So I don't know what we're talking about today um rallo I, I don't know why he it's not like he didn't know we were recording tonight still decided to schedule his little cooking thing uh for the middle of an episode so very unprofessional in my opinion you um, said you were going to be late and i was later than i thought <laughs> so um you know, just, tell, just questioning your professionalism. That's all. Uh, you can do that when I miss an episode. Okay, I will. Anyway, um, that if you listen to if you start if you started on Ash Wednesday and have done nothing but listen to the show, what episode would uh, you be at right now? It's a good question. I don't know, but mm. you would get through forty percent of Lent. 
But um, assuming you do other things sometimes, like sleep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna trim some some time for you. So I think between listening to episodes and then, dude, I don't know if our more recent people listeners people who know us know this but we started off as a blog and let me see real quick let me see if i could do crunch the numbers really quick we have 946 blog posts and 397 of them are episodes of the rollin slappy show so you do the math, which, what's that? Um, I'm not good at math tonight. Another 550 or something? Yeah, sure. Posts of all sorts of topics. Um, so we have quite the archives of uh of voluminous topics mm-hmm. to cover um so you can go through and and just start reading once you're through the the podcast episodes re-listening to every single one you go back and just read through the blog and see what we had to say about stuff so we've been doing this for over 10 years i'm sorry five of those were drafts and uh one is in the trash so 941 are published so we've got we've got a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of content um so you should go back and and check some of that and we haven't really ever had to on 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 rare occasions we've had to like (laughs) take back we said like there was the one thing I wrote about monetary economics. We did an an, a, an episode critiquing it mm-hmm. and tearing it apart. And then I, at the end of the episode, we revealed that I wrote the article. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I think that it was when you wanted stuff? beer to be money or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Medium of exchange. Yeah. Yeah. It was just dumb. I didn't understand yeah. it. But otherwise, I think our stuff stands the test of time pretty well. And uh, it's funny because I forget. There's a lot of times I forget about uh, what we've written about. But it's funny. If you're ever in like a discussion or debate with someone, you want to pull up an article – a lot of times you can go on Google and type Mises.org and then the topic and you'll have a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You, you can also pretty much do that with McFlugel. Probably. <laughs> Mises is second to McFlugel as a uh, yeah. reference. I mean, let's let's test it. What uh give me a topic that has somewhat tied to libertarianism. Uh, borders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we kind of covered that. Give, give it something more difficult because that's going to pull up a whole lot of stuff. 
Um, I don't know. I forget libertarianism. Uh, Rhodes. 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 Searching posts. One. 42 items. There you go. That's a lot of roads. Yep. Here are some of the... uh, (laughs) Blog posts. Um, Titles on roads. Maybe the best case for private roads yet. No more Justin Bieber. Um, well, what, what ha- is Justin Bieber still a guy? I don't know. When did we publish? That was January 23rd, 2014. Man, 10 years ago. Um, what if the road owner doesn't give you access to the road? The revisited Chris Christie edition. Hmm. Um, What's Justin Bieber up to these days? Canadian singer. He's Canadian. I don't know. I don't know why this would. Oh, I guess it's just what if if the words in the article. Um, because there's an there's an article called "That Time My Cat Taught Me a Libertarian Lesson." What is this? This was March seventh, twenty seventeen. Oh, this is not a story about Grom. This was this was a cat um grew up with. Uh, or not grew up with, but um buddies from high school. Yeah, I guess I was in high school. Uh high school through yeah. High school through college and then after college, because this was the cat I found dead one morning before I went to work. Suspicious. Yeah, in the basement. Yeah, it was a great morning. Mm-hmm. Did you get questioned about that one? No, I got it at a dodge. I woke my parents up. <laughs> Just, I'm laughing, but it was a pretty not fun time. Uh, usually the first person up, the cat would be in your face trying to get fed. And I was up and going around and uh, didn't see him which was kind of weird, but I didn't think all that much of it. And then for some reason, I went into the basement and I go down the steps, turn the light on, and he's just like laid out in the middle of the floor. And it's it's in a position that cats usually sleep, but he didn't like move at all. And when I saw it, I Just get like, oh no, that this isn't right. And I went and poked him, and he was stiff. And so I just just living at home at still living at home at the time. Went up to my parents' room, just t- turn the light on, and just go. The cat's dead. <laughs> what? Dad jumped out of bed, ran ran down the steps and stuff, and I just and I just left and went to work. Yeah, you killed the cat. No, I didn't kill the cat. He he was a fat, unhealthy cat. Um, got him from my aunt, and because uh, she had found a stray that had a litter, and she had kept one of the kittens too, and that kitten just kind of like 
died very young. Um, I think there was another story of of one of the other cats kittens she gave away. I think that that one died young too. So I think this like they just had a thing where they're just like hearts exploded after a while. They're just ticking time bombs. Um, but now I have Grum, and I'm pretty sure Grum's going to live forever. Probably. Um, because he. I don't even know how old he is. I forget. But, yeah, he's sitting on the couch next to me, asleep. So it doesn't look like he's going to come and attack me up here. But, uh, all right. That got off out of hand real quick. But, um, this might be punishment to you. I don't know. But probably, yeah, it's going to be punishment for everybody. But if you, I have nothing else to talk about. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. But when I just see dumb stuff on the timeline, I can't help myself. So in order for you to prevent this from happening to you, you either have to like bring a guest or bring topics so that it doesn't just default to however I'm going to steer things. Oh, no. Are we going to disagree on this one? No, I don't think so. Right not. Okay. Well, that's not fun. We already kind of talked about it today. Mm. Uh, texting. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not it just tries, It just absolutely drives me crazy not so much the guy himself but just the way everyone reacted to it because just it wasn't everybody obviously but just so many people just got it totally and utterly wrong and it annoys me so much because everyone talks a big game but then when the rubber hits the road just it's always such a disappointment such a clown show but uh, anyway, I guess it was yesterday I saw this video come across my feed about this guy whose daughter has a big TikTok or social media account or something, and uh, she was telling a story about how her dad abandoned her family to become a break dancer. And he yeah, she said time. something like share a trauma that's kind of funny at the same yeah. time, like be lighthearted about it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And, and she's uh, also a Hollywood writer, evidently. So yeah, put a little Hollywood into the story, maybe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so but this guy made a rebuttal video to it. And my very first reaction before watching it was just this is kind of weird. Um, well, well, yeah, go ahead. Like, again, first reaction, seeing this video and seeing, she's like, oh, I got accused by my daughter of being a deadbeat dad. I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning and saw all these hate comments and everything. So I need to set the record straight. And my first reaction was just, maybe you should just call her, <laughs> like, step away from the computer and Twitter and social media. 
and uh, and deal with it. Yeah, but he had a Bitcoin shirt. Offline. Oh, well, sorry. That changes everything. And so I watched the video. Because the, it's one of those... the fact that he made a video just proves he really doesn't have a great relationship with her. Right. Or is evidence of it. I shouldn't say proves it. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't going to watch it because it was just like, it's 10 minutes. I just have better ways to spend my Sunday. But I wanted, part of me wanted to be proven wrong that like, oh, well, maybe this isn't what I think it is. Um, especially because it was getting so much positive attention. But I watched it. And it may be just really not like the guy at all. Um, the It was just so, it was weird. Like, I just got weird vibes watching it. Um, because he was, it was obviously he was, he, he wrote it ahead of time and was reading it. But in a very awkward way. And it just, and I don't know if it was, if it had to do with the way he was reading it awkwardly that made it seem more than it was, but it was just like the most condescending, like douchey thing in the world. Um, that like, if you care about your daughter, like you say you do. Like you don't try to body slam her on social media because she said something mean about you. And he was kind of given as she, cause she made the claim that like, Oh, well he, he refused to pay my medical bills and I needed help. And, uh, you know, he left my mom and me when I was five and I had three other siblings and he went off to become a break dancer and he got like kind of good at it. He was on these, you know, like morning talk shows and everything and kind of got like a little bit viral. And like you said, she was trying to keep it light and humorous. Like, look at that. Like, it's, he's pretty good. He's an old guy. He shouldn't be able to move like that. Um, but then like. You know, he, he 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 made the claim that like, wow, I just I moved a mile away. Oh, she was a bike ride away from me. Um, and I was there. I was, you know. What was it? Oh, oh, the, 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 the thing that really got me annoyed was that he briefly kind of mentioned his divorce. When he, you know, why he left, and he goes, yeah, it was like and we got divorced. And it was like 70% my fault, but you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce and you know, it's just, uh, my wife, I realized that my wife and I weren't compatible anymore and we had these differences and blah, 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 blah. And just, holy smokes. Like what, what did you think? You saw the video. You watched the video too. Yeah. Hang on one second. I got to like check my power source here. Oh, so unprofessional, Slappy. We do this every week for 397 weeks, and you don't realize that computers need power. 
And now I have to figure out how to kill time while Slappy tends to whatever Slappy's doing. Uh, so if anyone's out there and wants to be uh, the co-host of a uh, Bitcoin yeah, and Libertarian podcast, ah, we, we have again. an open position. Going to happen soon. What in the world? We are having some issues. I am going to disappear in a second. Are you hold really? On, hold on, hold on. No, maybe not. Maybe not. So it's plugged plug, in. I think we're good. I'm down the plug to goes into the electrical outlet. Is that where it goes? See, I, all right. That was the issue. I was uh, laying it on the floor. Oh. So you have to put it in this. I, I got it. Yeah, it's working. Good. Thank you. All right. I guess we're even now <laughs> with unprofessional things. Uh, but anyway, what was your take on the uh, the divorce was 70% my fault? And, you know, oh, I mean, 50% of marriage is on a divorce. And uh, I'm... I mean, where to start? We just could go on so many tangents. And so uh, trying to keep it simple um, is going to be a challenge. So I don't know. I mean, it just is it, it kind of uh, like uh, huh, huh. I don't even know where to start. This is I'm very unprepared here. Um, like when, when we talk about uh, the woke world and being annoyed by it, which I certainly am, and I've said that before, I think the problems are so much deeper than just, uh, you know, the gays or the trans or whatever. I think there's a serious issue throughout society. Uh, just the fact that so many people were saying this guy is such a great guy. See, he's not that bad. Uh, kind of highlights those problems. And this guy's attitude toward the divorce like, oh, all right, fine. So it was probably like 70% my fault. Uh, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? 70%? What are you talking about? When you get married, at least when I got married, it was no longer me and my wife. It was us. Like, there is no backing out. There is no my fault, your fault anymore. We're in it together. It's no longer, well, we're not compatible anymore, or we grew apart as we got older, or interests changed. That's not the deal. It's not a let's get together and hang out for a while and best buddy contract, and now we're no longer into the same things. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I could rant for a while on this whole topic, but this is what I mean when it's – like even when we talk about uh, – like I don't – <laughs> his attitude is really pervasive in society too so i'll just leave it at that i just don't like it i i don't think people understand what marriage is what the purpose of marriage is you know it's like let's just get married and hang out together and like now we have kids oh this is a real drag man things really got tough when i had kids i want to go out and drink and play baseball or video games and my wife she's just such oh she just nags me all the time yeah like what are you doing why'd you get married what do you what are you doing um 
yeah, that stuff annoys me. So I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to get out of me here. I could go in a million different directions on this. Uh, but just his whole attitude toward it, like, like when he's going through, and I, we'll probably get to this, but he, he's he's trying to defend himself. Well, I gave him X million dollars and 18000 a month in alimony and child support, and I paid for their insurance, and I paid for this, and I did that. And she was little, so she didn't know. It's like, wow, you just really made yourself look like a jerk there. Um, but, uh, on seven, and then he's, he's, she shows a text message of him saying like, happy birthday question mark. And he's like, yeah, well, guilty, you know, what, can't defend that one. <laughs> like you didn't make yourself look good in my eyes. No. And, and that's the other thing I forgot to bring up was the alimony and child support payments that all these people are being like, no, I mean, wow, you paid that much. You sound like a great father. That's not what being a father is. It's just sending money home. Being a father I mean, is not writing checks. Yeah. Uh, how many times do we hear about like even even a father who who doesn't get a divorce and leave his family that he's just working all the time and doesn't get to spend any because yeah. he's trying to provide for his family but never gets to spend any time with his with his wife and kids that that's ugh, right. like it was it worth it and most and people will be like no it's end. not. Right. And the dad's like, yeah, but I got you everything you wanted. I sent you to these schools and I gave you. And it's like, I just wanted a dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, you were it's working so all funny. the time. Yeah. It's so funny, too, that, you know, especially in the Bitcoin circles, it's it's fairly anti-woke and anti-clown world and everything. And. And for good reason gets annoyed with all the woke stuff. And and this girl is, you know, she's I think I saw that she's like bisexual or something. Uh, she's. You know, presumably woke and uh, is uh, some like Hollywood screenwriter or something. So she checks all the boxes for being like. An annoying person <laughs> that we wouldn't yeah, like, which I'm sure I'm not I wouldn't be a huge fan of her or whatever. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't know nothing about her. Yeah. And then that her dad got divorced. Right. And, and, and in no way is this a defense of her going and airing, you know, dirty laundry about her father and everything. Um, but she is the victim. Yes. Yes. And he did walk out on his back. I mean, I don't know all the details. The details I know is what he said. 70% was my fault. You walked out on your family. You left yes. them and you yes. left this little girl, which he said she was like five years old. I think he said mm -hmm. you left her without a dad and you you're don't not a think, good guy. Yeah. You don't think that's going to inflict some sort of trauma, you know, trauma on her. Yeah. And you know, another thing I understand too, um, I think divorce is awful, obviously. And I'm sure the wife, ex-wife, mother said some bad things about him and he kind of used that. As like, you know, he heard the story or she heard the story from her mother. Well, yeah, you left the family. <laughs> Who's so, yeah, that? she heard it from her mother and you were the one who left. So you really don't have much leg to stand on here. Yeah. Um, Four kids. And then you got married right away, too. Come on, man. Yeah, that's I don't want to, you know. <laughs> I don't want to necessarily, you know, accuse him of something, but let's stick to what he said. With, you split up with your wife and then get married right away. 
Yeah, I, I mean, think we can all we can all put two and two together. What was going yeah, on? Yeah, and there. you 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 can sit there and be, oh, she was five years old, and oh, she didn't really get. What are you going to do? What would I if I if I don't know my dad, and I know he left and was married right away, and then moved away, and I never really saw him except for a text where he said happy birthday question mark. Uh, I wouldn't be too high on him. I don't care if he gave me ten right. million dollars a month. Oh yeah. Um. But what I, the point I was going to make was that, you know, all these Bitcoiners and people we talk about all the time about how family is important and about uh, the importance of the oh, man these, like, in the world. Like Bitcoin people commenting on it. Yes. Ugh. And how important <sighs> it is to have like men be leaders and all this kind of stuff and, and fathers, the importance of that. And then – you see this girl who is basically just the epitome of everything that you don't like. And she's a girl who was abandoned by her father. By both parties said so, by the way. Right. Except he said and, he wrote checks, so therefore it's not abandonment. Yeah. Which is just insane to me that people like saw that and be like, well, I don't understand why she's upset. Or why you could have any problems, you send her money and stuff. That's not what Because he, he gave the numbers. And most of these people, I mean me, um, never had $18,000 a month. Yeah. Um, but I guess because he's wearing a Bitcoin shirt and talked about – I never heard of this guy before. He's apparently he's a Bitcoin personality. Um, he is, but he clearly is. I mean he had a giant Bitcoin thing behind him and he was wearing a Bitcoin shirt. I'm sure yeah. he's a Bitcoin guy. Um, so I guess we're just, so we're just, he wears a Bitcoin shirt and we're supposed to like him because he got attacked by his woke daughter and she's, you know, kind of that woke leftist that we don't like, but it's like, there's no one putting it together that maybe she turned out that way because she didn't have a father figure in her life. <laughs> maybe. Or I. Yeah, or not a father. Well, maybe, maybe she, she did, maybe father, she didn't, but her father. But she didn't and, have her father in her life. And, hey, the point of her talk was you've had trauma in your life that was kind of funny. So she didn't say, like, is there a funny story in your life? It was trauma. It obviously affected her. I mean, that's what the purpose of her post was. How could you not expect something? Like I, would, I would expect it, yeah. Um. Why I said she's the victim. Like she is clearly a victim here. Her dad walked out on her. You had one job and you failed. So I don't care about your Bitcoin or the checks you wrote. You had one job in life and you were a failure. And yeah, and there are a lot of people like, well, what's he supposed to do? Not defend himself? Yes. Like even even assuming he was in the right, I would take if that were my daughter. And I was in the right and I didn't do anything wrong to her. And I was a good, actually a good father to her. I would take it on the chin. And go to her privately. Try to have a relationship with her now. Like, right. Because you know, that's what okay, he said. You I up, thought you messed up. I you thought can make it had, better. I thought, right. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't or, have to stay this way. He can try. Right. He still and, has a chance. Instead of saying really she's hope, ungrateful, essentially. Yeah, I really hope that he does make an effort 
to actually have a relationship with her because it's it's not too late. Uh, it's never too late. Um, what was I going to say? Um, that I would take a note. Yeah. Oh, that's because he said. Oh, I have. Uh, I I didn't think we our relationship. I thought we had a good relationship. I'm so I'm so surprised by this. How how can you? Which just shows he's so selfish and self centered (laughs) and like, you know, you thought it was good. Did you ever ask? Yeah. So you didn't know when her birthday was. I mean, I understand. Like, I don't, Rallo. I don't know when your birthday. I mean, I know it's. I know the month. I don't know the exact day. I know around when it is. But you're not my son. Right. I don't know. Uh, Are you September? No. Is your brother September? Yes, but I will tell you I'm hurt now. (laughs) Well, what's my birthday month? Uh, September. No. (laughs) No, it's like in May or something, right? Yeah, it's May. Spring, yeah. You were close. I was October, or I am October. Always have been. That was that was going to be the other guess. I knew it was sometime in the fall. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm not gonna anyway, try to guess. that derailed. Where were we going with that? But do we have to put out the disclaimer too that I know like there's lots of different situations and like alcohol, drugs, beating. I I still you know kind of um I I I know divorces happen for different reasons and never a fan of any of them. Uh, I know people get married without knowing what they're doing without understanding what marriage is maybe because they maybe they had good examples in their life maybe they didn't there's a lot like i know it's a deeper discussion this is just thinking generally because we yeah, all well, know I, I, people who are divorced we all probably all have family members who are divorced people yeah, we love but like you know we're not trying to i'm not trying to put everyone down condemn. and be like i'm great you know yeah, we're not, we're, but we're not it is a different approach to marriage where I do think society is just like, yeah, well, we've been dating for a long time. Figured we might as well tie the knot. Yeah, I've heard that from people. Yeah. I heard heard it. It's well, like, really? we were either going to get married or break up. So we decided to get married. Decided to get married. <laughs> or, you know, it made financial sense. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. That's so romantic of you. Um, yeah, exactly. No, we're not we're not trying to broadly condemn people that um, have gotten divorced, but. It's a very bad situation. Yeah, and I think that's why I was saying, like, the woke problem is way deeper than that. And way, mm-hmm. like, if we just got rid of all the um, gay trans propaganda, we'd still have so many problems in this society yep. that are just destroying our culture and our society. And this is one of them. But anyway, and, and that's what's so ironic about it is that it's a just a perfect example of people who go off the deep end with stuff. And I'm not saying that, you know, because there's there's plenty of families where the parents do a normal, good job of raising their kids and their kids end up growing up and being weird or whatever, having having goofy views. All kinds of things can happen. To all kinds of people. Yeah. Um, but there is a, I think, uh, if you provide a, a, a loving 
and supportive and stable nuclear family with both parents, the likelihood that your kid's going to go crazy um, is a lot lower than if you run out on your daughter when she's five. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think that's a controversial statement. Like there's not too many people who would be like, wait a second, hold on. Right. Um, and, and then you put the burden on the mother to raise four kids by herself. I have no idea who the mother is. No idea if she's a whack job or, or a saint. It doesn't really matter though. Um, and if she is, if, you know, you want to accuse the mother of being, if, or if he wants to accuse the mother of being crazy and bad and then like, you apparently didn't really try to fight for the kids. Like if, if the mother was really a terrible person and you couldn't have around the kids, you could have left with the kids. <laughs> That's an option too. And, uh, so this girl ended up, um, and the other thing that really bugged me was when he read through the comments of some of the other people, that had yeah, that remind me. Just made like really like I thought these comments were great and funny. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And just like, man, you're just being so dismissive of what you did to your daughter. It's it's sickening. No, it's um, he is God in his mind. Yeah. Whether he explicitly thinks it or not, it's how he operates. Yeah. The Based on this little video I saw. Yeah. Um, but his daughter made a video too. Um, well, again, kind of responding to the video he made and, uh, it was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of surprised by this. Yeah. And I did uh, watch a, that. a comment that she made that I thought was interesting, um, was that she's like, man, like uh, my family group chat was like, yes flying flying off the hook still close this. with her family and they all <laughs> agree and i did think it was funny too when she was like moved a mile down the road he's she's like yeah maybe for like three months yeah, i don't know exactly what she said but he moved far away then moved to florida with his new wife yeah right after that um and then he he responded to that and put up like a bunch of I didn't receipts with like a timeline and he goes, well, I lived in wherever town that was close by from 2011 or 20, 2007 to 2011, blah, 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 blah. What and were his receipts? Because did he own the property and move to Florida anyway? Know. Like people have two residences. Well, someone someone replied back. It's like, uh, you're missing the three, two or three years before 2007, bud. <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. So like, and she also said too, it's like, I, she's like, I didn't know, I didn't know what the details of the finances were. Like I was never told I was a kid. Um, but she's like, I, when I was talking about the medical bills, it was when I was Something in, college. in college. Yeah. She asked him. So, um, and, and, and who knows, like, I don't know what we don't know the story, the we context of was that, you know, we're, we're taking, and what was the medical bill? We don't know a lot. Right. Um, yeah, but um, the problem is, is that he framed it in a way. What do you mean? I didn't pay. I paid you eighteen thousand dollars, and and yeah. that was in what year number? What year did he say? 
I don't know. Not too but sad. I don't, oh, and, and I don't know. Multiply by fifty percent. I don't know how child support payments work. If you're in college, you still got to pay him or something. And maybe paid for his daughter. Turn eighteen. It's going, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know the rules either. But the way he framed the medical bill thing was that, what do you mean? I covered everything for you. Where it was, where she was apparently talking about something totally different. So he's just being really dishonest. Um, well, he's maybe, narcissist. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. diagnose him, you know, and I, I hate when people do that. But like, it's very clear. He just sees the world and he's the only person that matters. So he thought yeah. he had a good relationship with, with his daughter. Really? Like, it's very clear you didn't. Yeah. She but he kinda, thinks he did. She even kind of said that, too. Like, I think he's actually believes this. Like, he's yeah delusional. Um, and, and maybe you, I mean, I can't think of a specific example, but it has happened where you think one thing is one way and then you find out it really isn't. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crushing. It's devastating. Yeah. Um, and he didn't seem that way. So it's one thing to misunderstand your relationship and you thought it was good, but then you found out it wasn't. And instead you like doubled down and just continue to like, and, and they'd be like, well, he's not lying. Like well, the thing about where, when he moved back to the state or whatever, it's like, well, he didn't tell a lie. Not, not, it wasn't an active lie, but he intentionally left out important details and dates and like yeah. what happened after, when he originally moved out and was it like 2004, 2005, whatever. And just like, didn't mention those couple of years that she was specifically talking about. What do you mean? I wasn't around. I moved, I had a, I purchased a home and lived here between 2007 and 2011. What about the time before that? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you mean? I, uh, I ran that person over, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Uh, but she's, yeah, I think, I think it's, you know what I'm getting at that you can, you can tell factual, truthful statements while framing it in a way that is a total lie that's meant to deceive. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing. And, um, just, it, it just disgusts me. And it disgusts me the way that, everyone was jumping on and saying, Oh, you're such a great father. And this is, uh, she's, she's, she's terrible and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I also want to, so I just want to, I I don't know who was responding and I don't know who of those people responding talks about having strong families. What do you mean? Uh, So you could have like, say there's, uh, 10 Bitcoiners, five of them are really all about having the strong family. And then five of them are these people. And then we're conflating the two. I don't know if there's like, Oh uh, yeah. You know what I'm I'm saying? So I don't know if there's specific accounts to call out here. Not that we, no, I'm not. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be specific. Um, because it's one thing when we're like, Oh, all you Bitcoiners talk about strong families and then look at this. Well, maybe the ones talking about strong families weren't responding, but if they are talking about strong families, uh, I, that's no, I, I, I saw enough. I, I saw a number of people that surprised me. Okay. Enough people I see around that are doing the typical, what I think is good 
Bitcoin yeah. stuff and just reacting um, with, oh, good job. And it's just like, what? Yeah. It's like, just, I, like I, it's, it was just so weird to connect those dots. Yeah. And it was so weird because it wasn't like I watched the video and went, oh, actually, no, this guy's, oh, this isn't good. It was immediate. I, I read the first few lines of his tweet and was like, it's weird that you're doing this in public on social media. Yes, that's very strange. That's so bizarre. And, 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 and you and, can say, well, she started it. Well, be a man. Right. It's your daughter. Exactly. It's your daughter, daughter that, that you love and care about, right? And needs someone, obviously. And you're going to go do that. The who whole thing you, is just disgusting. Who cares what your reputation is? Yeah, who cares? Exactly. Because he doesn't have one now anymore, to, for <laughs> at least for, you know, <laughs> I, it's like, I, I mean, you know what, maybe, maybe, and, uh, you know, maybe 20 years from now, uh, my daughter will go on social media and trash me. She'll be like, that guy, the guy didn't, you know, he, he didn't let me have social media when I was a kid and look how mean he was. Well, and he was on it all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to make an episode. Where I, <laughs> I agree with Slappy's daughter. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I like that would really. No, I don't you know, like the, you know, I don't really have a huge presence in social media. So it's not like I have a re uh, reputation and a, a business there other than this fine business we run here. Um, but I'm just, I'm trying to like, I could be devastating. Not, yes. I could not, and I could not imagine being like, all right, well, time to turn on the camera and film a rebuttal and put it out for everyone to see, because I'm so concerned about myself that I need everyone else to see it too. Like I would go right to her and I'd probably shut that. Like, maybe I'd be like, all right, it's time to shut it down. This is too much. I, this is ruining my relationship with my daughter or whatever. I, I yeah, it's like it's I, I I would I I I it would be such a painful experience that I wouldn't the first thing I would do would not be let me make a rebuttal video. It's not like I'm arguing about the borders with someone and and you know I disagree with them so I'm gonna take him to town with the you know an article or a podcast thing or something. Yeah. Um. It's and you know you can say what you want about well she shouldn't have done that either but like okay uh, oh yeah one okay but two like well well she did and you shouldn't have and she did out on but it. like well and and two it's like well I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree but also I don't so really like, blame her like. I don't think she was wrong to do it. I don't know that I would have handled it that way, but she's got a social media presence. She obviously doesn't have a great relationship with her dad who caused trauma in her life, according to her words, which, you know, I obviously believe that. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of a, a jerk. Yeah. Like you could say <laughs> he's not a dead slappy. He paid his bills. He's a Bitcoiner and she's yeah. a leftist. 
yeah. woke yeah so that's Hollywood right screenwriter so side with the bitcoiner right you just um, have to hate her and just because this is the other thing like she they were i saw like some people posting another tiktok video of hers where she was talking about how she was like a jerk to a guy she dated in college i'll be like oh look this is this is the girl and it's like she has trust issues well she kind of told it in a way that was like i screwed this up the guy liked me i liked him but i was aloof and and was mean to him because that's what i thought was going to work and obviously didn't like she she wasn't it was it was weird because it's like you're they were trying to dunk on her for it, but I'm like, you're making me like her more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she was I certainly was sympathetic to her. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing if she writes for Hollywood, I don't like the stuff she writes. Right. Um, but that's just the guess. Yeah. I found her Twitter. Uh, the, the Twitter account doesn't look very active anymore, but like I scrolled through and I was just like, yeah, this is just what I would expect. Nothing over the, yeah, not nothing over the top, but like, yeah, well, just typical, over the top compared to anything else you would expect. It was just, it's just like, all right, this, typical is, this is what I expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of, I tend to just avoid these people in my day to day life, so it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, but yeah, man, just bizarre. And um, I don't think I would have wanted to spend time freaking out about it on our podcast if so many people. Mm. What's that? If it wasn't like Bitcoiners involved. Yeah, but right. Yeah. People that I thought would get it otherwise. And and as I started seeing more and more people um, responding kind of the way we are being like, dude. (laughs) Not a good father. This is terrible. You can't just run run out of your kid and send money and think that that's what being a father is. Um, you know who who do you who's responsible for the way your kids grow up, if not the parent? Again, like we live in a broken world. Um. It's no guarantee that things are going to turn out perfectly, but, you know, <laughs> got a much better shot of uh, of having a kid that's well-adjusted and a good person if you're there as a parent. When you see and, this, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you see some really, uh, you'll see videos every now and then. Um wish I had a specific one to reference, but they're heartbreaking videos where you'll have like a mom getting arrested for drugs or something and, and like a 10-year-old kid or 8-year-old kid crying because they love their mom and want their mom. Mm-hmm. It's like you are so important in those kids' lives that you can't even measure it. Yep. It's like even a bad mom <laughs> is important to a kid. Um. And, yeah, you know, same with the dad, but it's just sad. I don't know. And I know there's bad fathers and there's bad mothers and maybe are doing damage to their kids. But, you know, those kids love their mom and dad. 
and it's not just and 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 i'm not asking for like any sort of like perfection (laughs) i think if you ask obviously right um i i don't think i talk much about directly my family on here especially or or at least negatively um because i think it's just yeah there's no reason to right right um but i don't bring up family often here either i don't think no i mean there's sometimes funny goofy stories and stuff that's um but that's different it's not like we're critiquing um our parents and stuff because you know i my parents are the first ones to admit that, yeah, we made mistakes. Who who wouldn't? Um, you'd, you'd be utterly delusional if you're a parent and you say that I never made a mistake. Yeah. Um, but you can tell you know, the difference between trying and not trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just did. So decide this. When I was. Our strength coach many moons ago, we had a particularly tough work. I told this story on the podcast before, but I'll tell it again. Um, it was a really hard workout, and we were not doing a great job of it. And, um, you know, he got all angry. He was a big meathead kind of strength coach and would do a lot of screaming and yelling and has been very successful in that industry, too. A um, couple national titles. Uh, but... Um, I remember he just starts yelling and he's like, you think this is tough? Of course, he had a lot of other words mixed in. Um, but you think this is tough? You try being a father. You try you try paying a mortgage. You try being a husband. You try, you know, it's like it's not supposed to be easy. Nothing's e- nothing worth doing is easy. Yeah, we'd all love to just uh, drink beer and watch TV all day. It's not it's not easy. Like you weren't working out. Well, maybe you should work at it. It's hard and it's hard to raise a good family. It's not easy, especially when you have Hollywood writers putting all this trash on TV. Yeah, but it's very thanks, Ben. <laughs> it's it's hard. And we all kind of take for granted what a dad does or what a mom does for that matter. But everyone loves their mom, right? Like Moms always get credit. But it's not easy being a dad. And so all you all you fathers out there, but for real, I mean, it's not it's not easy, but it's worth it. There's nothing more important in the world than being a good dad to your kids and leaving your four children when at least one of your daughters is five years old is not. And and then writing a check every month is not being a father. In fact, that's the easy way out. Right. Yeah. Like work on Um, it. Figure it out. Raise your daughter. Be a man. We're in the manosphere, right? Be a good husband. I, and I think that has a lot to do with people's reactions is that it's just all reactionary stuff. It's that because men have, you know, you see all the stories of um, uh, like child custody cases. And even though I've, I've heard too, though, that like, that's actually overstated. Um, but uh, like I you said, know, it, it is. There wasn't any. I know it's it's terrible. It's terrible either way. Um, but you you know we know how society is and how uh, 
Look, it's it's kind of been flipped upside down and backwards, and you know what actual masculinity is is people hate it. Um, it's not it's not in vogue anymore. It's uh, we did that episode. We talked. You mentioned the manosphere in an episode a little while ago. Um, coming on the manosphere and, and what actual masculinity is and how um yeah and and so i think a lot of what's going on with this is that it's just why there are so many people taking the wrong side of it is just, just reactionary it's they're just so used to society and everyone just dunking on on the man and the fathers and the males that it's uh it's just kind of an automatic thing. Oh, well, it was the must be her fault. Ah, look at this woke, stupid girl and doing our blah 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 blah. Yeah, Hollywood be a man. Be and, a man. Why? Right. Why is your wife that way? <laughs> I mean, why'd you marry her? Yeah. Why? Why? Why is that her attitude toward you? Are you not? doing your job. We're called to sacrifice ourselves for our families. It's no longer about me. And it was kind of funny. Um, I was talking to someone about raising chickens, right? And they're talking about the predators that chickens have, and they can't really defend themselves. And they're like, and you know, in suburban neighborhoods, you really, a lot of times you're not allowed to have roosters, but roosters are great because they will literally sacrifice themselves for the flock. It's like, that's what a man is called to do. Be, be, Be a rooster. leaving your wife and kids and sending a check you failed i'm sorry yeah sacrifice yourself put your all your desires that that young girl you found at work that you married three months later i just made that up i don't know if that's what happened but sounded like it like it's not you anymore you gave that up when you got married you gave well, that commitment in front of God to your wife that you're going to be there in sickness and health, whatever, whatever the vow is. And then you're called to sacrifice yourself. That's why we all joke about the oh, dad has no hobbies, no friends yet, because he's sacrificing himself for you. Right. You should thank well, that, him. Th- that is what the vow of marriage is, is that it's a covenant between a man and a woman. Yeah. That is the total gift of self. Dad's such a bum. He's not like any. Yeah, he sacrificed his entire life for you. Yes. So, thank so does the mother. It's a, it's a, it's it's both. Yeah. That's the I only mean, way it can work is that you, like you said, it's not me and my wife. It's us. That's it's like it's all over. We talked about this before with episodes about marriage, where it you know there's a reason in the Bible it says, "And the two shall become one flesh." Like, yeah, that's, that's, should, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're approaching an hour. And I don't want to keep rambling, but uh, it, it, that's the one thing with Ephesians five. It's like not PC anymore. You know, it says wives submit to your husbands. It also says husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Right. He sacrificed himself. It says to treat your wife as if she's a part, like she's a a part of you she's your body if your body is hurting you take care of your body mm-hmm. you don't cut it off and run yeah people who get uh upset about that verse um 
I don't think understand what the Christian view of marriage is and love because clearly not it's but it's it's there's no other way and there's no other way of of arranging it putting it right and it's just trying to trying to reshape the church into how you want it to be or reshape christ into who you want him to be um yeah anyway i could ramble on again don't want to go into the weeds off topic yeah well, I would, was also going to talk about um, crackheads going <laughs> into schools. That's oh, the other right. That yeah. was, I saw you talking about crackheads in schools. Because um, you do want crackheads in schools. I absolutely want it. It's just so funny. It's, it's, it's funny. You, kind of, you mentioned the borders and immigration earlier in the episode, and I kind of chuckled because I, I was going to talk about it because that's kind of the latest thing and i don't really it's it's i've been commenting mostly like half joking with my stuff because it's just so silly um but it's just funny to me like we're he's and i get it like it's good to discuss it's good to to have discussions and everything and argue back and forth and if you don't believe something and hash it out argue argue what you believe in that's fine figure it out um but it just it it feels like people think that we're like oh whatever we decide in this twitter argument is going to be how things go like is it good that uh we're getting just like this influx uncontrolled influx of people flying through the borders if it's actually happening i'm not even i'm i don't know i'm not convinced that it's as drastic as the media is claiming it is because everyone's got papers to sell and everything maybe not we said this before and in a few episodes ago like maybe not um but like since when do we think that the state's the the right people to solve the problem especially when they're one that solve any problem cause the problem I mean, for all these all these people, libertarians or libertarian adjacent um, that are scoffing at the so-called open borders libertarians um, for just, being, oh, just letting people in. We need to manage the border. It's like it's it's Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi are going to be running it. And, uh, you know, these people will will go and present these very good cases for why the department of education the department of energy the department of defense department of transportation any government agency under the sun um they will say that they should be just stripped of their power immediately and they're terrible and they cause way more problems than they solve and not only do they cause more problems than they can solve they simply cannot solve problems it is impossible for central planners to solve problems um the only way it's possible is just through the absolute stroke of luck of randomness that they somehow pick the right solution for everyone um because it's the uh what's it the the calculate you can't solve the calculation problem and that's assuming they're sincere right 
like, I don't even think they're sincere. I think it's all about, you know, anyone who wants to build a wall is only to build it because they want their contractor buddy to get the contract to build the wall. Yeah. And anyone who wants to take it down, the, the vice versa. I don't think there's any sincerity about protecting the board. I no. think it's all, but anyway, maybe I'm too cynical. But well, no, and and but like you can argue back and forth on stuff and present these because would you rather have this or this? And they present these like this impossible question, um, to just make you kind of look like an idiot. But it's like, well, no, the the state's evil. The state shouldn't exist. So that's the problem. I mean, you're not going to solve, and and that's the goofy thing is I think that people want these like perfect solutions. It's like, we've got this immigration problem. Like how do we solve it right now? You're not going to. It's as simple as that. Um, Especially when you have the state in the way you're just, you're just not going to have a good solution and the state is impossible to have a good solution. So you're not going to get me to say like, Oh, well actually I can think of this way in this perfect scenario where the state acts as a, as a legitimate private property owner and, uh, uh, and, and figures it out this way that well, it's just, it's not going to happen. Right. We get, we get laughed at for being consistent libertarians because we're just all theory and we live in and capstan in our heads. But meanwhile, you have these people that are saying that like, oh, well, if the state acted this way, that we would solve this problem. It's not going to work. And then you talk about like then it, then, of course, it comes into what to do with public property and everything. And it just feels like people have in their heads that there's this like adequate solution out there. To solve to like undoing everything the government's done. Guess what? If the government disintegrated tomorrow, you're not going to be made whole. There's no situation where you're ever going to be made whole through all of the theft that the government's done. It just is what it is. Um, That happens sometimes. Let's say a dude robs you of a thousand bucks. And he runs away and he's got the thousand bucks in his hand and then he trips and falls into a volcano and dies with a thousand dollars and it gets obliterated and he has no family. He had no property or anything. You got stolen from that was bad. It was wrong. But you're out a thousand dollars. But you should get to say what he buys with the thousand, assuming he doesn't fall (laughs) into the uh, volcano. It's 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 so goofy because that doesn't even really make that much sense how they're saying, well, it's like they're they're claiming like they're trying to speak for the and this is not everyone's argument. Not everyone argues for the net taxpayer thing, but they're like, well, the net taxpayer should get. Oh, okay. What do the net net taxpayers think? Not necessarily what you think. And if you're going. I mean, what would what would be the most reasonable way to figure out what the taxpayers want? Because by that, how to handle stuff, I'd guess you vote. (laughs) Also, and so the government's doing what the net taxpayer presumably wants. And I think there are very few net taxpayers. Right. (laughs) That's why they're running giant deficits. Yeah, it's. (laughs) But like. Let's say I steal. Um, 
I still let me make sure I'm framing. I'm, this it makes some sort of sense. Um, I steal a thousand bucks from you, and then I um trying to think of someone who's uh, I I go and uh, bob down the street, um, buy his car for a thousand bucks. And uh, you go knock on it. You you figure out that's what happened. And you go on knock on his door and you say, hey, Bob, give me my thousand bucks. And Bob's like, huh? What are you talking about? Like, it, like it's not that simple that you just go and get your money back because like. Bob, unless he knowingly uh, was participating in the theft or knew it was it was stolen, from his perspective, he you know got what he wanted, um, or or had like a, a fair deal and everything. Um, so as as things change hands, it's not like so straightforward that you can just go and 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 get your stuff back. And it's not even and that's just like such an overly simplified thing of what happen what happens with the government taking your tax money. And oh, by the way, like you said, with deficits and everything, like all this stuff is not paid for by tax dollars. It's such like a small fraction of stuff. Right. Um, and, and, and yeah, and there, you like. You know, you pay school taxes. I pay school taxes. We both send the same amount of kids to public school. Um, that hurts. <laughs> but and I know that's well, not uh, federal and, taxes, but uh, you know they send a lot of money to Ukraine and Israel and every other country on the planet. Uh, whether we can say that doesn't benefit me or that, but they're still sending it. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't vote for it, and I don't want it. But uh, yeah, and I'm I'm jumping around all over the place with this because it's just these things that are popping back into my head or or flying out, and just kind of going stream of consciousness. But it's just funny too how stuff gets framed, and just the lack. And not everybody. There's but like some of the people I interact with on Twitter, like the lack of understanding. Um what the arguments are to begin with. And then they can't even like string together a coherent thought with what they're trying to argue because they just don't understand the basic stuff. And the other thing that's kind of funny now is that while the one last night uh, was arguing with me and I guess the thing now is to say that, um, well, if, a public school is public land and so therefore no one like owns it and you're saying that like anybody can go and use it how they see fit um then are you okay with a dude going into like a kindergarten class and you know pleasuring himself this is like that's so weird <laughs> first of yeah. all but no, that would be assault. Like you don't get to just drop your pants off in front and start touching yourself in front of people. That's a crime by anyone's metric, by any libertarian's metric. It's like they don't even know what what like what a <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about it before how people freak out 
um, and have no concept of what the non-aggression principle is. And libertarians get accused of all sorts of weird stuff about non-aggression principle. Um, but it's like they they frame this like the weirdest stuff. Um, just to, kind of a way to trap you. And then and then the other thing is the crackhead going into the classroom, and some people were like. Yeah, I mean, no, there should be no restrictions on individuals who are within their rights to go and use public property. So it's like, so that means a crackhead can go into a classroom. And Dave Smith was going at it with that Jack Lloyd guy. Um, yeah. And uh, he's funny because he keeps going after Dave Smith. Debate me, bro. Debate me. You won't debate me. You're afraid to debate me. It's like, ugh. It's like I think I agree. I think I agree with you on this stuff, but like, ugh, it's so cringe. Stop. Yeah, he's brutal. But uh, his wife, the philosopher, jumped in and said, "Like, no, I don't think there should be any restrictions because it's you know, private property rights are what trumps everything. Like, you, it's it that's what it is, and and like that's the consistent you know deontological approach." I'm kind of putting my own spin. I don't know exactly what she said. And Dave Smith responded like, that's, oh, that's crazy. And and that's, that's as evil as communists and Nazis. And it's like, okay, so like, please, we're really going to clutch our pearls over this. You know what she's trying to say. Like, you know what the argument is. You might say like, oh, that's kind of wild thing to say, because we know that no one thinks that it's a good idea for crackheads to be pounding around with kids. But you set up this impossible question to just either make them be like, so you don't believe in private property rights. Um, or you say, oh, so you want crackheads to be around kids. Where it's just like such a nebulous kind of thing that that – I I noticed that when these people are kind of arguing with this stuff that the crackhead in the school like literally just means whatever anybody wants it to mean. It's a totally kind of vague thing which makes it difficult to have a discussion about because okay what would you exactly mean by that? Um because under no circumstances like if the guy you know, starts freaking out and becomes like a physical harm, you know, danger and threat to these kids. Well, obviously that's aggression. And obviously he would be, he could be physically removed for that. Um, it's just so stupid, this whole thing, because just being so obtuse about trying to understand about what the argument is. And the other thing is, it's not like we're on the verge of like being able to make decisions on this kind of thing. It's all just like having the theoretical discussion about it. Um, so I don't understand why it's so important to appeal to the normies and not seem like crazy people when apparently everything else you don't care about seeming crazy about and that's the other goofy thing with this like pearl clutching over this about oh, i can't believe you're willing to put kids in danger where and and i'm not trying to uh, i don't know what dave smith has said about this i'm i'm being speaking generally about this um 
But whenever there's like a school shooting or something, and people will be like, "Oh, is your is your right to have a gun worth the life of a kid?" And you'll have all these people coming and saying the same ones that are freaking out over libertarians trying to be consistent will say, "Yes." It's like how many kids have to die for your for you to give up your gun rights? And it's like, well, I guess all of them. <laughs> That's what a right is, and it's and it can get a little bit um, unpleasant when people frame it that way. But it's not you. It's not the proper thing to you know to do is say like, oh well, if kids die, no, you're right, you're right. Um, and just because some kids get shot, which is horrible, and no one wants that, doesn't mean. Doesn't doesn't take away doesn't make the the right disappear or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the same thing here. Just because you can create some sort of like weird sick kind of fantasy thing, doesn't make property rights go away. And so if you want to take this, uh, I guess consequentialist approach, which is just another way of saying utilitarianism, then like where do you draw the line? Because anyone can drum up any sort of like, well, if this and this and this and that would happen, so therefore, it it gets real messy and you don't have a leg to stand on anymore. So the moral approach is the right thing. And the other thing, like I said, we don't want weird random dudes going into schools, whether they're public or private. And and just this isn't helping with the jumping around stuff, but like. It's kind of funny that people are like really defending public schools over this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like really, really trying like, to protect. I don't them. want my kids anywhere near. I, I, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, like public schools are like bastions of of good learning and There's safety and everything. Learning. Yeah. And uh, it's, it'll get totally ruined and messed up if a crackhead gets in there, yeah. dude. There's already the drugs. You go to a lot of these public schools, even like elementary stuff. There's drugs there it's a mess there there's probably more drugs in school than there are anywhere else yeah i i I made the tweet too i said um yeah you can't let the crackhead in because he might interrupt drag queen story hour yeah like you're letting the teachers in yeah it's like these these places are like the worst possible place you could send your kid just about it's Um, like they're gonna see fights all the time they're gonna see things on phones and the teachers are going to teach things you don't want them to teach. And you're like, yeah, but a crackhead might walk in. (laughs) But I think like any reasonable person would say, I would not want a crackhead being around my kid. So, okay, that's reasonable. I don't send them to public school. Right. But let's like try to operate from first principles here. Okay. A crackhead being around kids would be bad. Can you steal money from me to prevent the crackhead from being around your kid? No. This is libertarianism 101, and that doesn't change. Like, this is the stuff that you learn right in the beginning, and just because things get a little more complicated or icky, it doesn't make those principles go away. Because if you could say like, oh, well, 
just, just, just like that, all that simple theoretical stuff. Where, how, did, how else do you think? Where do you think that your be your ability to make a decision on something that's consistent and makes sense would come from, other than building up from the simple foundation? You can't just throw that away, hand wave it away, and say, "Oh, it's just libertarianism 101." Like, do you think that uh, you go to math 101 and learn math there, and, and like a school that's actually teaching you real stuff, and you go to math 201 and they say, "Forget all that math 101. We're in 201. It's more complicated. That stuff doesn't apply anymore." No, that's not how that works. You don't just uh, throw it away because things get more complicated. So what was I going uh, So yeah, so you can't, um, you can't threaten violence against me to have the government force me to pay for your government to protect your kid from crackheads. So if we were in a situation where the government said, you know what, this is also like in what world the government disappears and so like but somehow public schools still exist and are functioning and then just like legions of crackheads start walking in the buildings and like start shooting up next to your kid like where does this scenario actually play out also um but i i say that but then like a week or two ago these same people were freaking out over the government housing illegal immigrants in public schools so like like this is the government that's you're saying is going to protect your kids and you just had a meltdown a week ago over mm. <laughs> people you didn't think should be in schools or being in schools so you know um what was i saying i can't even keep track i'm jumping around so much um Oh, so like if there if you if we're in a situation where the government is just like, you know what, this is public property and really we as long as you're not infringing on someone else's rights, we can't stop. We have no authority to stop you and crackheads start sitting in the classroom with you with your kids. What? Everyone's just going to go, oh, it's public property. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, I guess it's, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> one, may, I mean, maybe they would pull their kid out of the school or maybe for some reason that they valued that school and one of their kids to go there. You could figure out a way, use your resources to get the crackhead somewhere else. Like, We've had this uh, – we talked about it with um, with Murray Rothbard unleashing the cops and about, um, you know, what would uh, businesses if they had like a lot of homeless people in like a city or something and were making up tent cities um, in front of their businesses, it's, it's not good for business. Now, we see this happening in a lot of cities because of government overreach, but in a market environment – um, let's say there's a lot of homeless people in the city and by the way without the government there'd be fewer homeless people and fewer crackheads um, 
but like businesses would figure a way to get rid of the homeless people. And and I don't mean that as like they're not going to round them up and like dump them in acid or something. They're going to get them to go someplace else that is preferable to sitting in front of their store. And so it's a win-win for both parties. The homeless people get to go someplace where it's probably a little bit safer and not in, in the elements. And you don't have a cluttered up storefront with a bunch of homeless people hanging out. So it works out for everybody. So like, it's funny to me that these people can't fathom the market coming up with the solution to the a problem that everyone literally everyone would consider a problem even if the government still existed and was running somehow running this public school that let crackheads in like it's stupid I don't know. I wasn't going to rant about that, but uh, we ended up spending another yeah. 30 or 40 minutes. <clears throat> I didn't really have my thoughts all together on that. So if we, we were jumping it. all around like this that. episode, yeah, I apologize. And it's mostly my fault because uh, I didn't uh, time my pressure canner very well. And yeah. I messed up our feng shui. Threw the whole episode off. But if you don't want us freaking out about this stuff, then tweet better. Yeah, tweet better. <laughs> Definitely tweet better and um, be consistent. And um, if you are divorced or have divorced, you know, or if if your parents are divorced and you don't have a re- relationship with your father, try to start one if you can. can always go yeah, forward. And- and I do want to end, try to end on that note because um, we kind of really laid into this guy um, who yeah. I think deserves it. But um, yeah, for sure. But I hope that he like mends that relationship and takes yes. it offline and fixes it. And yeah, you missed out on a lot of years of your daughter and you really hurt her. But you could be there for her now. Yes. So as best you can, you know, you can you can change it. So, yeah, you can't change the past. You can't change those mistakes. but you still have the opportunity now and that goes for anyone with anything yeah Um, and if you're if you're if you're already married and maybe you didn't know what you were doing like you can always change your approach to marriage yeah can be better yep if you're in a tough marriage so the best the best thing and i hope I really hope this happens is that next time I hear from this Ben Hart guy is that or his daughter, he and his daughter do a video together, right? Laughing, talking about how they, how he apologized and he was a jerk and things are good now. Yeah, that would be great. That's, I really hope that happens. Um, so yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. End it there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.